Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Projector Room with Dan May, because you can't watch films without it. We are tonight's entertainment. Hello and welcome to The Projector Room. My name is Dan May and I'm going to be taking you through the next 10-15 minutes or so about everything film this week. Joining me in the studio today is uh, one of my most trusted colleagues. I have a great respect for his opinion on film. That is Tom Rosillo. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. That's alright, no problem. It's, we're going to have a good old chinwag about your favourite film a bit later. But first of all, How we're going to start off with new films of the week. Okay, so that as that amazing jingle suggests, we are going to talk about what is out in the cinema this week, what you can go to the cinema this weekend and see. And the big release this week is Tintin, which is Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson's motion capture project, um, based on the Hergé? Hergé. Is it Hergé? Hergé. I thought it was Herge to no, start with. No, I thought, I thought Rookie mistake. Don't, don't do that. I was going to do like a bit of a wordplay, like we're on the Herge of something good here. Oh, it's, it's Hergé. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's based on the uh, the comic books. Um, it stars Jamie Bell as, as Tintin. Um, it's also got a very, very British cast. Um, it does. Jamie Bell, Andy Serkis. You've got um, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg as the Thompsons. The bumbling detectives, which sounds very much very hot fuzz. It does. Um, Daniel Craig is the villain, and speaking of hot fuzz, the writers. It's a three-way trio of um, Stephen Moffat. Is yeah, it Moffat? Stephen, Stephen Moffat from Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Um, uh, Edgar Wright from obviously Hot Fuzz, Shaun the Dead, and, and Joe Cornish. And Joe Cornish, who did Attack the Block, which is a fantastic film. So it's a very there's a very British influence in there, but it's also Wizardry. a lot of um, Hollywood wizardry in the way it's done. It's motion capture. Um, techniques and things like that um, but all set onto like a more cartoony background than previous motion capture thingies say like um, the Polar Express and uh, A Christmas Carol yeah well they spent a long time doing it didn't they apparently Spielberg did a couple of films in between the time they were taking to do automation capture yeah at least his last two yeah definitely I, I think uh, Hergé said <laughs> I love that word um, said that Spielberg was the only person he wanted to um to make a Tintin film, and by the sounds of early um, critics, I've have seen a cu- couple of uh, extended clips. It does look absolutely fantastic. Um, early reviews uh, have been positive. A lot of set people saying it's and are harking back to the swashbuckling era of Indiana Jones and things like that. So if you're a fan of action, uh, a fan of the comic books, or just generally want to take your family to the cinema to see a swashbuckling romp, then I suggest you get down and see Tintin. A swashbuckling. A swashbuckling romp. swashbuckling, yeah. Okay, so our second film of the week. It's been out for a week already, um, but it's doing marvellously well. It's Paranormal Activity 3. Um, you a fan of the series tour? Uh, I, I think I've seen, I saw the first one, and it was a bit a bit hit and miss. And then from what I've heard about the second, it was even more hit and miss. But the, se- the second one was one... basically a, a rehash of the, sec- of the first one, done on a slightly bigger scale. But this one, the third one, um, it's done by um, Ariel Schumann Henry Deust, of who did the spookumentary, I'm going to call it, of Catfish. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not, no, tell it's, me about it. It's basically... Um, it's a thing on Facebook. This guy met met an old met what he thought was a young woman on um, Facebook, and it actually turns. I won't spoil it, but it, it, it's not all it seems, and it's it's done in real life. And there's a lot of people suggesting, hang on, how can this be 
like a documentary. Surely this must be set up, but it's done brilliantly. Um, so yes, yeah, so they've brought their expert documentary expertise into this, and they've added some absolutely fantastic elements. It's for, whereas the other two were quiet, they took a little bit of a time to get going. This is just that's it. Straight as soon as the credits roll, well, not even credits. It's just the title comes up, um, and it's it's really it's really really good. I mean, I went and saw it. Uh, on Tuesday, I had the unfortunate pleasure of having to sit with a load of Medway locals while oh watching dear. it, who sort of tried to do their best in ruining the film for they, me. They always seem to, yeah. Laughing at everything, like this girl next to me who had a blackberry out every five minutes. Tap tap tap. She tap, slapped tap, it out of her. Shut hands. up. Um, if you found the set, the, if you found the first or second one scary, you're gonna you take a spare pair of trousers to the cinema because you, you're gonna love this. Us, one. Do you need to have seen both of the previous two to see the third one? You don't have to. I mean, it's it's sort of uh, a prologue. If you, like the the two main characters in the first two films, it's a, it's about them as kids. But there's nothing there specifically that you'd need to to know. Um, you can take it as its own film. I think there's a few little hints, like for serious well, nothing veterans, nothing that's going to okay, like good, ruin it. Good, good. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a good shout if you're uh, fancying a uh, weekend scare over the Halloween period. Is, is that an eighteen? Or it's a fifteen. Oh, okay. Um, and the last one I want to talk about this week is something very different. It's called Ra One Three D. Have you heard of this, Tom? Um, I believe I picked up something just about how it was a very expensive Bollywood film, and they're all really up in arms about it. I don't know quite anything about it, so I'm hoping you might be able to tell me. I, I'm here to tell you because Rawan. I, I was flicking through this week's releases, and you know me, I'm a cultural soul. Of I love, course, yeah. Um, so I thought Bollywood film. Let, right, let's get this on the show. Um, I read, I read the uh, and the synopsis, and it sounds like a Bollywood Tron. I'm not kidding. Right, here's here's the well, synopsis a, I found. A, a Bolly, a Bolly, Bollywood Tron. A Tronny word? No, that that sounds something like something else. No, carry on. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, a father attempts to bridge the gap between himself and his son, the emotional gap between himself and his son, by building a video game which he can immerse himself in and become a superhero. Wow. All done. With that the lovely Bollywood style, so I'm hoping. F I'd, I, if I went and saw that, I'd hope for a few cracking musical numbers, oh, of course, and things like that, while like shooting lasers and things from people's eyes, and it's all presented in 3D. That's just that sounds. It sounds like it's got most for fantastic everybody. thing yeah. I've ever heard of. So Rawan 3D. If you found that, something a little bit different, yeah. out today. Is it? A, is it out in limited release or? I, I don't think so. It's a struggle to find. I don't know, it's in oh. Chatham, so if it's oh, in well, Chatham, yeah. it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. So it's in 3D, so you're going to have to pay a little bit more, but by the sounds of it, it's going to be absolutely worth it. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. The news. Cannonball! So as Ron, Ron Burgundy helpfully pointed out, it's time for the news, where we're going to talk about just general things that are happening in the world of Hollywood and all the things that you should really be needing to know. Um, big story from the box office this week, a film we were talking about earlier, Paranormal Activity, has set a new um, October and horror opening weekend record by smashing the box office with a, a very chidey $54 million over the weekend, which is pretty That's good for something that costs probably, I don't know... About a tenner. Yeah, yeah, and the change from the guy's pocket who filmed it. So that is basically banking on a fourth instalment come next year, Halloween. I think we're going to see Saw style uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. October releases for the next couple of years, so if you don't like it, then you're going to enjoy October for the next couple of years. Um, another big bit of news 
Um, I don't know if you heard much about Mission Impossible 4. Oh, only, is it Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Made by the guy who did Incredibles and obviously was involved in The Simpsons a bit. Which So it seems a slight transfer in tone, but I'm looking forward to it. The trailers look promising. But if you weren't sure about going to watch it, I mean, it's been released in IMAX as well, um, on the lovely big 70mm cameras. Um, if you wanted a reason to go and see it, they're showing um, a six-minute prologue for The Dark Knight Rises exclusively in the IMAX cinemas before the film starts. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's very exciting. That would draw me in to see it a lot more, especially it, after the last one. It's an absolutely cracking shout from the marketing people who are working on MI4. What a film we're both very excited about. Quentin Tarantino's new project, Django Unchained. The the cast list is spiralling out of control. I've, just, I've had I've had Will Smith. I've had Christopher Walt, Christoph Waltz, who I think might still Will, be in it. Christoph yeah. Waltz. It's Will Smith, I think, is uh, has been ousted in preference for Jamie Foxx. Uh, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Samuel Jackson, Kurt Russell. Two new guys, two new um, very exciting talents have been added this week. We've got Gordon Joseph Levitt. Oh, brilliant. Who was obviously 500 Days of Summer, yeah. and he did some fantastic work That's last year in um, Inception. And the new female lead, Broomhilda, is now being played by Kerry Washington. Broomhilda? That's, that's, so that's the that's name. Not, that's not Catwoman, then. No, that's, that is, this is the name of the character in Django Unchained. The, oh, sorry, the female not, lead. I forgot we were talking about... Oh, I'm getting confused. Getting all my films mixed up. <laughs> this is the projector room. <laughs> this is where it's all going down. There's a There's lot so of film. so many films in exactly. this room. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Kerry Washington... Is going to be. Okay, I do, do like Kerry Washington. So that, that is that's an exciting anyway. snap up for QT. Um, and lastly, news that I've. Sin City 2 has been on the horizon for years. I mean, I absolutely love the first one. It's one of my favourite films of all time. But nothing has happened. There's so many books, so many of um, Frank Miller's novels that could potentially be turned into films, but they're going to start shooting next year. There's a script finished and the cast is all but confirmed. We're going to have Mickey Rourke back and we're going to have, thank God, Jessica Alba in that wonderful Nancy Callahan but is, outfit. Is Brittany Murphy been in it? Or? Brittany Murphy died. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, of course oh, she did. Is, no, yeah. so she's not going to be in it unless they do something magic with CG. <laughs> well, they get on to Spielberg and all his motion capture. They might be able to fit her in somewhere. Tintin might look out of place in Sin City. <laughs> Tin City. Tin, 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 tin City. Tin City. At your The One Minute Rant. Prepare to meet Mr. Angry Eyes. Uh, I'm going to use this big clock that's on the wall. So you're going you're gonna to have a moan, aren't you? What are you moaning about today, then? I'm going to be moaning about motion capture technique. Interesting. Right. So, well, you've got five, four... Well, I'll just say go when you're ready to go. Dan, um, rants. Right, so motion capture performances have really pissed me off. There's things like, obviously, Tintin came out this week, you've got Christmas Cow on the Polar Express that came before it. They are terrifying films. They should not be in the family section, they should be moved to the horror section of blockbusters, and they should be advertised as horrors. Because when you look at these characters that have been created by computers, they're terrifying. They are so dead behind the eyes. It's like watching Dawn of the Dead with, like, Jim Carrey prancing around in a nighty in Christmas Carol. Then um, none of them are real. They're not real enough. And until they are like real enough to represent humans, they're, they're always going to be scary. And when they do become real, it's totally pointless. Just film it normally, and you cut down like a hundred million dollars on your budget. Um, Andy Serkis, who's brilliant at these things, should be having an Oscar for Gollum, uh, King Kong, and Caesar in Planet of the Apes. But he's not going to because the Oscar is so far behind the times, and they don't like it. Um, it's a waste of money. 
money, time and effort. Films are not cutscenes from video games. And that is that's a minute. That's a good rant. Is it, you feel better? Got it off your chest? Do you know what? I'm going to skip out of the project yeah, room today. Yeah. Okay, now we come to the part of the show where Mr. Rizzillo comes into his own and he's the re- real reason why he's here is to talk about his favourite film. Each episode I'm going to try and get a new guest presenter <coughs> who's going to talk about their favourite film. Um, I'm going to pose him a few questions okay. um, and stuff and just see that they really are as committed to it as they say they okay. are. Well, first off, I have to say, choosing my favourite film was so hard because you know there's just so I, I could have picked one of twenty or thirty because I, I do love it, but I've chosen this one because I could watch it again and again, and it is just it's brilliant. Yeah. Right? So tell the listeners what is your right, favorite. Well, film I've song? chosen the Blues Brothers mainly because it is just an hour and a half of pure musical. First two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Well, I love it that much. It just seems to fly by. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Are you the police? No, ma'am. We're musicians. But I know. I mean, so yeah, yeah, just yeah, just yeah. To, yeah, just explain the plot for people who haven't seen it. What is the initial premise? Well, effectively, there's there's two guys that who are Jake and Elwood Blues, and of course they're related. They're they're brothers, so the Blues brothers makes it's sense. Fantastic. And um, one of them gets out of prison and has an epiphany. Um, and he thinks we need to get the band back together and it's this whole movie of trying to locate all the members they're getting back together they play some great music some great music some great blues there's so many cameos of all these fantastic artists and it really gets you going and Mm. makes you love it and then you know, at the end they play a massive gig and oh, brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. I mean, the, the supporting cameos, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, James Brown, who just all pop up as totally, like, yeah. random characters Did I didn't notice until they started opening their mouths and I was just like... Bloody hell, yeah. this is a cracking little cast. Did you know Steven Spielberg? I noticed Steven Spielberg, yeah. he looks very young. What about, right um, do you know it's Kermit the Frog? Frank Oz, the guy that plays. Oh, yes, yes, right at the beginning. Yeah. In, in <laughs> Joliet Prison, yeah. Brilliant. Interesting fact, Joliet Prison was used in Prison Break. I'm, yeah, I knew you were going to say it. Sorry, Dan, but you're telling someone already. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I love Prison Break, and I saw it and I thought, that looks that like prison. Fox River. Yeah, yeah Fox yeah. River. It's very interesting. So, um, and obviously, also, right at the end, when they did the car chase through Chicago, very, very mirrors Dark Knight. Mm. A lot of, the, lot the biggest car chase slash crash mm. ever, I think, at the time as well. Oh, really? They're chucking police car after police car. There in. is about 40 yeah. car chases. Nothing. If, you like, if you don't like music, watch it for police, police car chases because they're brilliant. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. It's like. Police camera action, isn't it? Just the stupidity of the police. Yeah. It's almost like a parody. It's brilliant. Um, why are there random Nazis in it? I was watching it. It's a happy film. Well, and then one of the a, scenes... You've got to have a villain. And, is, it's, know, it's a group of Illinois Nazis. Let's be honest, it's not, it's not totally heavy on plot as it goes as no. a film. But, you know, an easy villain is always the Nazis. You can't really argue with that. So why not throw them in? Illinois Nazis makes it worse. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. You know. Yeah, but when when the Nazis were in Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones is the theme of this week. Um, it was scary. Th- these these are just comical. Can you make Nazis comical? Um, I, I think they 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 did, and I think they did succeed in making them comical. Because if you can't, <sighs> it, it did make me laugh when they appeared and the ride of the Valkyries came out. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and I'd, I I want to say one of the things about watching it I just wanted to be in a blues band 
Of course. I just, I we, was we just like, start, we can start I was just want. like, can, I have wasted my entire life. I want to be playing bass. This is why I think more people, this is one of the reasons I chose it. So more people will go, oh, oh, Blues Brothers, interesting. Then they'll listen to it and they'll think, oh, I need to listen to more of this or I need to start playing. Because that's what happened to me, kind of, you know. I watched it when I was about 13 or 14, started playing guitar, I was like, oh, this is boring. Watched the film, I was like, this is amazing. Start slapping the bass, start you know strumming some chords. It's it's good. It's, it's so simple as well, but it always sounds good. It it all it sounds it just sounds brilliant when it comes together. And they made a sequel, didn't they? Yeah, Blues they Brothers two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is that? It sounds um, like a special edition drink. I um I've only seen it once, and even though it does have Eric Clapton and it has most of the main cast BB back, King. bar John Belushi. Yeah, but it has Fred Flintstone in it, so that's kind of a John, bit. Oh, John Goodman's replacement. Yeah. But um, I've only seen it once, and to be fair, I don't really want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Just ruins the memory yeah. of your film. No, that, absolutely. So that was The Blues Brothers, so if you haven't seen it, I suggest you do, and don't watch it if you've got like rhythm in your feet, because you'll be tapping the whole way along. It's 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So, yes, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed um, the first episode of The Project Room. Um, I just want to say a big thanks to Tom for coming along Thank and sharing his insight. Uh, it's an opinion I always value, so he'll be welcome back anytime. Oh, that's good. I'll take you up on that, I think. I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen, though, unfortunately. It was, more, it was more out of politeness. So, yes, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it. But until next time, good night. And God bless. And God bless.